Welcome to the Untapped Storytellers podcast. If you believe in the power of art, culture, and creativity, this podcast is for you. We'll talk about how essential art and culture is, the role of creative industry plays in our society, and what's it like to be an artist. The goal is to support artists and build inclusive human-centered community and highlighting the people who are doing that work. You will hear from artists and creatives from different mediums and backgrounds. They will share their expertise, experiences, and their vision for the future so that we can learn from each other. You may consider yourself an artist, storyteller, maker, or creative. Even if you don't resonate with the word artist with a capital A, we're all creative in our own unique way. Art is a language that speaks human. Right now, this world needs healing more than ever, and we got some creating to do. So let's start. In this episode, Christine Cabildo joined the conversation. She is a founding member of Chrysalis Cali Collective. We talked about listening through our own body and healing from collective trauma as a community. Let's get started. Thank you, everyone, for joining this episode of Untapped Storytellers podcast. Today, we have Kristen Cabildo. She is a martial art instructor, trauma-informed social worker, personal trainer, and intuitive coach. So she's got a lot of things in her pocket, and I am so excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much for being here, Kristen. I'm so excited. And how are you? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be a part of this. Oh my God, honor is all mine. I'm a big fan of you. So I, I have a lot of questions and I'm pretty sure listeners will have a lot of questions, but I don't think I can do any justice explaining how amazing you are by reading your bio or any of that. And I'm pretty sure they'll like to hear directly from you. So can you quickly introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Kristen. Um, I train and teach at Unlimited Martial Arts in Brooklyn. So I am a Filipino martial arts instructor, and I also teach Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do philosophy. Um, but I also have training over 20 years in boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Silat. Uh, we're kind of like a mix of martial arts at our community. So yeah, so I've I've done that for uh, the past 20 years, but I also have uh, training in social work. I went to grad school at Columbia University uh, for social work, and I did spend the majority of uh, my time in my 20s and in my early 30s traveling, doing volunteer work uh, in developing countries and kind of exploring um, both myself and the work um, abroad. And yeah, I mean, that's about me in a nutshell. <laughs> See, you have this very holistic way of approaching life. And I'm curious, what uh, was the introduction to martial arts for you? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I actually was introduced to martial arts when I went to college. So I joined the Kung Fu Club. So I started in kind of traditional martial arts. Um, and I was inspired to do that mostly because, you know, in my uh, family or growing up, um, our family experienced uh, family trauma when I was a lot younger. And, you know, I was kind of raised with this belief to kind of be afraid and, um, you know, being a woman of color, you know, I really wanted to travel and I wanted to feel more confident in my body. And I didn't want to have that limitation. Um, so I was inspired to uh, do uh, martial arts, but 
when I, I did four years of Kung Fu in college. And during my time, you know, I was studying anthropology, religion, and exploring, you know, all these different, you know, cultures through uh, the academics. But I was like, oh, I don't really know too much about um, the Philippines or where my father is from, where my family is from. And I went abroad my junior year of college, and I got a chance to study uh, Eskrima Arnis Kali, which is the uh, Filipino uh, martial arts system. And I was like, oh, this is a part of my my culture, my, my heritage. And it really kind of opened the store to um, diving in and um, a passion to wanting to train uh, and just exploring my ancestry in this kind of new, new way. Love that. So it was, it was really from the college age that you started diving into this world of Cali and your own heritage. Yeah, you know, I had a background, you know, in dance growing up, and I really always right. wanted to train martial arts. But, you know, at that time, it wasn't really encouraged, you know, I didn't really have any opportunities to like go to a martial arts school. And so um, when I went to college, the first thing I did freshman orientation was find the martial art clubs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, you know, when I went to college that I was able to kind of explore that. Hmm. What what was it like the first time you ever experienced it? You know, it was very um, empowering because I didn't know I could move my body in the, in that way, and so hmm. learning how to strike, um, pushing my body, uh, you know, physically was a new ex- a new experience, and um, yeah, it was just kind of eye opening, and I knew that there was more to this path, so I was eager to kind of keep learning. Love that. What was that like for you, like going into your own heritage and the Filipino cultures? Like, what was it like to be diving in as almost adult age? Yeah, well, I think, you know, those college years were um, was a time where I was really uh, coming into my own. And I realized, you know, growing up biracial, so my father is from the Philippines and my mother is kind of a mix of Scandinavian descent. Um, And I also have two adopted brothers from the Ukraine. So I have a pretty diverse family, but um, I, you know, didn't grow up speaking the language Filipino. Um, I knew about the culture based on like food, kind of, you know, what I thought were kind of these superficial aspects and I really was like, oh, I don't really know too much about myself and this, this part of my, um, my background. So it really, once I went to the Philippines and I started to explore uh, the history of the Philippines and I understood kind of the reasons why my family immigrated and what they, were, what they went through, um, it really shed a new light to why, um, I guess I could see more of like my family patterns and things that... I felt like I was either missing or needed to be healed. And it really made me, um, you know, continue this journey of self-exploration and kind of finding my own uh, definition of what being Filipino is. And um, yeah, I think, you know, there's so much more, but uh, that was kind of the beginning of it. Yeah, it's so inspiring. And I love how you put it. Uh, you find your own definition of what Filipino culture is. And so along the way, it was in 2018 that you started Chris Alice Cali Collective. And it's 
you it I'm just going to read what was said in the website uh Cali or Filipino martial art is rooted in the century of resistance but it has survived and evolved to fit modern times and I got to witness your work just a little bit just to just to take a peek and it's so powerful how these women come together and it really is about holistic and diving deeper into that and as you mentioned you you share history, culture, and shared meals with your communities. And can you tell me more about what inspired you to start the collective and how has that been impacting your own relationship with Filipino community? Yeah, so, you know, it's really been um, a journey of kind of both healing and self-empowerment and um, community. So, I, you know, learning more about the history of the Philippines. Um, So Filipino martial arts for me specifically was a bridge. So I was able to, um, you know, learn more about my ancestry and really feel empowered um, through learning the movements of Filipino martial arts um, and kind of making it my own. So it was a window into uh, diving deeper and learning more about the history of Filipino martial arts, the history of uh, the resistance against colonization um, and and kind of healing the 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 things that I was carrying um, within my body around uh, maybe the the historical trauma that was passed on from the effects of colonization. And I mean, this is such a kind of deeper topic because I think we all carry history in our bodies, whether it's personal or collective in many different ways. So whether it's our core beliefs about ourselves or our, you know, our actions, um, we are, you know, all kind of carrying uh, these things in our bodies um, and that we can really kind of transform them into, um, you know, a more powerful narrative. And so, you know, through Filipino martial arts, that was kind of, you know, my journey. And I didn't really grow up with a lot of, you know, female role models. And, you know, during that time when I was training, you know, there weren't any Filipina women either that I had as role models. And I also didn't have a container where I could explore what being uh, a woman, being biracial, being Filipino was in Mm. these um, kind of hyper-masculine circles of martial arts. So the Chrysalis Kali Collective was this container that I didn't have growing up. And, um, you know, it's been this place where, you know, we've come, we've come together and we discuss all these things and we, we share our family history and we dive into kind of like, oh, okay, now it makes sense of, you know, what, what am I carrying these beliefs that I'm carrying and how can I let them go? They're no longer serving me. Maybe those beliefs serve my parents or my grandparents to survive, but uh, right now in this, you know, day and age and for who I am, you know, I can create uh, um, a narrative and an identity that serves me that's not trapped in the past or, or based on uh, wounds of the past, whether it's, you know, from family, childhood, or even the collective traumas of our, you know, of our community. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned the hyper-masculinity and the martial arts community and the body awareness. And especially in the space like New York, it's so hard because everything has been go, go, go. And even with the pandemic, so many of people are zoomed back to back to back to back and still being disconnected from our body. So it must meant a lot more 
more for all these women that you're working with? Yeah, you know, again, I think the collective narrative, you know, has been, um, you know, if you're a woman um, or if you're not um, physically able-bodied, like, you know, you can't access power in your body. Um, and I think that, you know, um, slowing down or even just kind of exploring movement has been empowering in general. Cause again, you know, we trap so many things in our body. And so when we um, go into movement or ways that feel uncomfortable, a lot of those things kind of come up and um, yeah, it's been an, a great and empowering space for all of us. Cause we're just learning so much more about ourselves um, in a container that feels um, like it's it's defined for us and for our experiences rather than um, conforming to you know spaces that have historically been either for men or for you know athletes that kind of thing i can imagine how important and sacred those spaces are um what has been the modern day role of cali has been for a filipino community yeah you know i think it um, it's as diverse as the Filipino community. <laughs> so right. you know, how it presents in the Philippines, you know, it might is different um, than how it presents or how we are utilizing it here um, in the diaspora. But I also think it depends on the generation too. So, um, you know, for example, like my, my father didn't even know what Filipino martial arts was until I started to do it because, you know, when he was raised in the Philippines, only... Um, what was accessible to him or what he knew about was like karate and boxing mm. due to, you know, the American influence. And so, you know, uh, Kali Arnisa Screma or Filipino martial arts. Um, well, I'm, I'm only going to speak for, you know, my experience and my experience within the Chrysalis Kali collective has been um, again, a bridge or a doorway to kind of uh, reclaim and um, reclaim our, our power, physical power, but then also, um, a bridge to our ancestry. And it's, you know, a lot of, um, I think people of my generation are, are either going back to, you know, the Philippines to kind of rediscover their roots or um, again, like recreating these new identities of what it means to be Filipino based upon our experiences growing up here or, you know, in places other than the Philippines. And uh, that's why, you know, Filipino martial arts has been such a, um, a kind of sacred practice for me because it's, it's tying me to my ancestry, but I'm utilizing in a way that fits my life um, because it is a warring or, um, you know, it's a martial, it's a martial art, right? So I'm using it for self-defense, but I'm also using it for uh, self-exploration. Um, but in other communities, you know, the FMA is is being taught to the military, you know, it's being taught um, for, for, you know, street self-preservation. Um, so those are that it's, it's a spectrum, I guess is what I'm saying. And the beauty of Chrysalis Kali Collective is that all of us here are creatively incorporating Kali into our lives that is representative of our experience and our experience being the multitude of identities that we are. <laughs> 
I really love that. Like it, it really is about integration and a creative exploration is the specific word that you shared. And you recently went back, yes? I did. Yeah, I went in 2020. Um, and we know we got to explore the southern part of the Philippines, um, which wasn't colonized. And, you know, the the northern part and the middle part, like where my family is from, you know, ha- 350 years of Spanish colonization, 50 years of American rule, a lot of the, um, I want to say, traditions or spiritual practices had to go underground. And in the South, um, it's not like that. So it was an amazing, uh, you know, trip to kind of see um, what the Indigenous community is uh, still practicing and that um, they're also, you know, influenced by modern day. And, um, you know, it it was a real testament to like who we are in the diaspora. Like we're like a new people, like a new tribe and we're, we have our own identity. And so, you know, there's not this kind of like grasping at, um, you know, indigenous practices that aren't mine. Like I didn't grow up in the South, you know? Um, so that's why I think it's been, again, an amazing experience to have the collective is because we're like, oh, we're a, we're, we're a, um, I don't, I don't know, another, a brand of Filipino that the world has never seen before, you know, because our experiences growing up here and what we're going through in modern day society has never been, you know, seen before. So we're adapting and surviving and thriving in these new and creative ways. The same thing that our ancestors did, right? When they had, um, to encounter all of the big historical events, you know, that they had to survive. And we're, we're surviving in new ways and, and learning to thrive. Hmm. I feel like it's always both experience, like you mentioned, like surviving right. and thriving. Exactly. And, and Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm curious because your background in the social work and, and anthropology and religion, do you see things from more academic way sometimes or? Um, you know, I think maybe, you know, academics gave me a framework to, mm. to view, um, especially my social work training, to view um, how our experience in the world is affected not just by our childhood experiences or our family, but the larger, um, I want to say like historical or macro level events. And, you know, we we are a combination of of these different influences, genetics, environment, um, and that, yeah, it just gave me a a wider lens. but I, I will say that I do feel like so much of my, like everybody else's life, right, is um, experiential. So through going through my own healing journey, um, that was my greatest life, you know, experience. And to be able to, you know, share how I've been, you know, it's not... Um, the effects of trauma or colonization can be understood intellectually, but that stuff is still in our bodies. So our nervous system, you know, has, um, has these, has like beliefs caught in them. 
And only through kind of going through all of your feelings and feeling all your feelings and allowing your uh, nervous system to unfreeze, are are we really able to, um, that's the real work. So I think uh, academically, you know, and the framework is helpful for understanding, but the actual experience of like going through the healing journey and allowing your body to do what it's meant to do, which is to heal and to kind of like, let go of, um, again, like what we've been taught, uh, like, mm. you know, feelings are bad or like, you know, you shouldn't feel this way because look, your parents survived and da, da, da. like, Oh no, like those are the things that were, um, learning to let go of, right. That everything that you're feeling is valid and, um, and, and yeah, and it's, it's a lifelong journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can totally agree with that. I, I feel like that academic perspective is helping you to share this gift with more people some people might be more um adaptable to physical expression or physical movement some people might be easier to get into their healing journey through a more academic way so if anything you're creating people more options to really dig into their healing journey and i think that's so wonderful Yeah, because I think, again, the way to um, you can come to this work in any different way. And it's so good to have a wide um, perspective and understanding like, you know, Western psychology and like a trauma, you know, based approach and knowing that it all kind of ties together and it's all helpful. So there is no way. Absolutely. And one more thing I want to add into that, like another way that people might come to this collective is you all share a wonderful meal together. And that might be one thing that people would love to dive into your community. Yeah. So we, um, a part of my uh, workshops are um, cooking a meal together and we usually will uh, cook a you know a traditional dish, but I you know I say that with quotes because we again we make it our own. So you know in the Filipino community there is a um, you know a, um, more risk of uh, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes. You know at least you know in my parents' generation, grandparents' generation, and so you know we're really looking to uh, holistically approach our, uh, our health and our well-being, And so cooking together, revamping these meals, I'm, I'm not the culinary expert, expert of the group, but the other members, I mean, the creativity and the, um, I know you were there when you saw our blue ponzit, right? <laughs> like it's, it's so good. It's not only it looks beautiful, but it just tastes so good. Yeah. So it's just been awesome to nourish our body. So we train hard, you know, we do the unpacking of our ancestry and then we come together with a nourishing meal. So that act of being with each other in all of these different ways um, is part of the experience. And I think it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a testament to nourishing our ourselves and our souls and our, and our spirits and honoring also our, um, our tradition through the food, right? Absolutely. And good food bring people together. No matter what country or background you are, that's a golden rule of humanity. Exactly. I love that. Um, so what's next for your collective and what are you guys working on right now? 
Yeah, so we actually just got done with a really busy month. So um, one of our members, Caroline Garcia, she is an artist. She does performance art. Um, she had a residency uh, at Recess in Brooklyn, and we did a few you know, free self-defense workshops. Um, it was for uh, the AAPI community, and she was able to kind of you know, showcase uh, Filipino martial arts in her art. Um, and we had, uh, or, or she had a final day, this was just past Saturday, where she had a bunch of, um, you know, different people put on different, you know, workshops on, on healing, on self-defense. Um, and so that was a super busy month, but our, you know, our collective meets once a month and we do that at Unlimited Martial Arts. So that's where I teach and train. And um, they're so wonderful that they support you know, my work and um, we meet, you know, for two hours and it's just for, you know, people um, who have Filipino heritage and, you know, who identify as, as femme or female um, or non-binary folk too are invited. And we, um, yeah, we will just explore Kali in this kind of like safe space. We do some training and then we kind of reflect and, you know, in the future, you know, I'll have, uh, you know, workshops, we do a retreat, sometimes upstate, um, it's really the community is co creative. So I, you know, I see kind of what people, you know, want, and what we're able to do together. And I uh, just like, you know, it was a great example, Caroline's event, like we, we really try to highlight each other. And um, showcase that Kali is, you know, an expression can, can be um, whatever we, you know, we want it to be. And we, um, yeah, so it's, it's a constant, we're constantly evolving, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Just like we all are. And if people want to join your meeting, your workshop, um, how can people contact you? Sure. So I, I have a website, it's uh, chrysaliskali.com, or you can always, um, find me on Instagram at Chrysalis Kali. Um, you can join the mailing list, which I am. You know, I send out invites to our workshops and to our training and to whatever events that our members are putting on. So um, yeah, and you can also, you know, um, on the website, just put your name and email, and I can contact you through there too. Perfect. So please make sure to check them out. It's going to be wonderful. And I would love for you to ask last but not least question. What is something that you want to share with those folks who are reconnecting with their own heritage right now? Mm, I think uh, maybe that, you know, it's a journey that's constantly uh, evolving and as you connect with your, I think, heritage, um, it will transform you. But I think it'll also be something, the, a journey that you won't ex expect. There will be surprises. And, um, you know, I think the thing that I've learned is that, you know, um, I can learn about the history and it's endless, right? But I actually want to make my own history, right? I want to make my own narrative. So that's what it taught me. So um, it's important not to get stuck in the past, but to know that we are co-creative in creating um, our present 
And you know, we are we will eventually be future ancestors. So what's the type of world and story that we want to leave behind to the generations after us? Oh, I love that. Thank you for the reminder. We are ancestors for the future generation. And yeah, it, we get to live intentionally and reconnect with our ancestry and heritage and culture. So Kristen, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing this beautiful thing. And I am just so grateful that we were able to have this conversation and I learned so much and I can't wait to learn more from you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope I did justice to um, the work that I think so many of us are doing. So I'm just really grateful um, to share uh, our particular story. I hope this conversation inspired you to reconnect with your body, your heritage, and with yourself. If you're interested in learning more about Kristen's work in Chrysalis Kelly, please check out www.chrysaliskelly.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untap Storytellers Podcast. If you discovered something new in this episode, tell us what you discover and write a review so that more people can support artists and creative industry. And if you have a suggestion of what people should know about the creative industry, or if you're working on an awesome project, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, www.untapstorytellers.com, or follow us on Instagram, untapped underscore storytellers. Till next story, let's stay connected.